Welcome to Uncorked, another podcast brought to you by Tim Corker. I am here with a phenomenal human who I had the pleasure of meeting at the Newness Retreat in San Diego earlier this year. Josie, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. I am very excited because this is Josie's first podcast and it's only appropriate because in 2020, it's also the first year that you will make your pursuit for the Paralympics. So podcasts and Paralympics. Yeah. Woo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. So what I want people to know is that we had the pleasure of going on a bike ride and while in San Diego, I was absolutely in awe at how you maneuvered around potholes, around absolutely everything and anything. You took pictures, you looked at the map, you ate out of your Jersey, you would ride with one hand or two hands or rather one hand or no hands, no hands. There we go. (laughs) Just like it was no big deal. And at one point there was a small break and you said, do you need me to pull you up? And I was like, how are you riding like this? You are riding so, so well. And so fast forward, you have shared with me that you were born without a hand and in Uh, By all intents and purposes, you have an upper arm and a lower arm, but on your left side, you don't have a hand. Is that right? Yes. Literally. Only right. You are only right. I am only right. (laughs) You only have your right hand. And you were born this way and took up cycling, I think you said, uh, within the year and have decided to make a really powerful pursuit for the Paralympics. Yes. Yeah. For the first 27 years of my life, I was raised to be like everybody else and that I'm going to live a very normal life. And I was like, yes, I am so in. So everything that others were taught when they were growing up, I was also taught, but with a different perspective. Mm -hmm. So for example, instead of teachers describing to their classroom how to use drumsticks, they're like, put one in your left, one in your right. My instructions were figure out what works best for you. So from a very young age, I just started figuring out what works best for me, whether it's the same way that everybody else does it or if it's different. Wow. How did that, how did that feel? Um, it at first felt alienating. Mm. And then when I say first, I mean like in that moment, that first, my first reaction is feeling different than everybody else. And very early in my lifetime, I felt like I was a little bit different, but I knew that. But in hindsight, I wouldn't want it any other way. Hmm. I feel like it has made me more independent as an adult today. Hmm. And I can not succumb to peer pressure or to doing something that doesn't make sense to me. Hmm. And I have the courage to be myself. Right. Do you ever, do you remember if there was a defining moment that you felt this wave or sense of courage? I mean, did it ever go from being hard to feeling courageous? Only recently when, yeah, actually when I talked to you, when we were on that bike ride and we stopped to like tighten a bottle cage and you're like, what are you training for? 
And I was like, oh, just, you know, like the Paralympics, I just quit my job. And you're like, how courageous. And at first I took like a compliment, but after researching the Corker Co and listening to other uncorked podcasts, I do realize now that what you're saying is very true and that, okay, if I can do this, maybe I can inspire others to do something similar for themselves. Goodness. I am honored if I had the sweet privilege of telling you for maybe the first time in 2020, just how courageous you are, because I have the privilege of chatting with people all day long who are perfectly able-bodied, you know, living by all respects, a very privileged life and are very scared to quit a job they hate. And you didn't just quit a job and you didn't hate it, but you quit a job to chase an enormous dream that, I mean, by the sounds of it, it's not guaranteed. You don't know if you will or won't make a Paralympic team. And you just like flew all in, having only picked up a bike in the last year, which all of this is amazing. And what people need to know is you ride a bike faster than most able-bodied people I know. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Was that scary, learning how to ride a bike? Sometimes, yes. Why I can be as confident as I am on a bike, which definitely has a factor into speed, is because of my friends. Hmm. They have the same mindset as treating me like just like one of them. And for me to keep up with them, and I want to be with my friends on rides when they go down scary descents or go up massive climbs, and I'm like, all right, here we go. I know that at the end of it, I'm going to come out stronger. Hmm. and. I'm only going to have a better time as long as I can keep up with my friends. So they really, they really push me in a great way. Wow. Amazing. You have a bike that is slightly adapted for you. Was that Mm -hmm. difficult to come by? Um, Honestly, not really. Right? (laughs) Yeah. So in the cycling community alone, everyone is so happy because I believe that they're healthy Mm. and therefore they're very giving like I've gotten multiple frames that fit my size which is pretty small which is the first step and then with the adaptions everybody already has an idea and Mm -hmm. that's great so this is just me trying to figure out what I like and maybe trying to bring all these different ideas to converge at one really good adaption that works for me. Hmm. Do you have adjustments that you'd like to continue to make? That's a great question. I think I'm getting ready to explore prosthetics. Are you? Okay. I am. Okay. And why haven't you explored prosthetics yet? Um, So you haven't had a left hand ever in your life? I technically have. I used to go... Yeah, I used to get some as a kid. However, in my naivety, I didn't really understand what they meant when they said that technology is not ready to give me an actual hand. Mm. So I would go in and still pretty capable. And they would give me these prosthetics that would take off at at school. And they're like, no, no, you got to keep it on. I'm like, but I can't do anything with them. (laughs) And then 
I would stay with them for a couple of years and then they gave me this great myoelectric state-of-the-art hand but it only moved one finger and then <laughs> after testing that one out they come back and I'm in third grade at this point and they're like Josie what can you do what amazing things can you do and I'm like peel a banana really slow <laughs> <laughs> So after that, I've been kind of turned off just because of the limits of technology. So now as I do more research and I'm surrounded by more resources that can give me literally a handout, uh, <laughs> I really like the thought of being able to have another hand on my bars. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah especially as it comes to cycling. I mean, what you're able to do with one hand is incredible. Thank you. I can only imagine if you had another hand on there. Right? That is going to be yeah. like a superpower. You are a superpower. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So you spoke about being independent and, you know, you're on this quest for Paralympics in the world of cycling, but you also spoke about peeling a banana. And I'm wondering what has felt like limitations because it feels like you have surpassed so many of them, if not all of them. But for people that have two hands, we probably don't appreciate the use of the left hand <laughs> all the time. And what have been some things that have been, have been challenging for you? Let's see. I think my greatest limiter back then as a kid and also today is yeah. myself. Wow. If, if I can't picture myself doing something, then there's no way that I'm going to be able to do it when I try. Mm -hmm. So that's usually my first step is to say to myself, like, all right, are you just making excuses because you're scared or can you really not do this? Mm -hmm. And usually it's the formal answer. Mm -hmm. Well, this is real because scared is a thing. I mean, we all are scared. Able-bodied people <laughs> are totally scared too. And yet you're looking at scared in the eyes and still going for it. So I was curious if what things might have been the most scary for you, to put it that way. Owning my abilities mm. is pretty scary. Mm. To be honest, I started off 2020 just telling myself and the people that I live with that I'm going to the Paralympics. Because mm. I knew that from the outside looking in, I'm kind of a nobody. I, did, I don't come from a family of athletes. Mm. I, had, I don't come from a different sport. Mm. I have no history in cycling. I just kind of picked up a bike and show up at races. So to sense. the outsider, it's a little... It's a little humbling to see myself that way. But now, as I own my abilities that I do have and my mm -hmm. superpowers and what I can do and what I'm willing to do and what I know I can do and what I can picture myself doing, now I'm telling everybody I'm Amazing. going. Yeah. What is your qualification process like? It's pretty simple. It's a uh, tryout one month before. Okay. If you are pretty fast compared to the standard for your class, then you go. Amazing. And who's on Team Josie? Who's in your corner? Who knows the biggest, hairy, scariest goals and dreams? And who's there that says, yes, 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 you can, outside of your own sweet little head? 
There's so many people. I knew I would it. Say, yeah. <laughs> Who's the tight circle? Yeah. Five people. Top five. Okay. President of my fan club. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah. She owns it. That's how she writes and signs cards. President of my fan club. Aww. She tells me all the time that we're just going. <laughs> Here we go. We're doing it. Yeah. Also, the rest of my family, my aunts, my uncle, my sister, my brother, they none of them are athletes mm. like I am. So mm-hmm. they don't really understand it, but they are so supportive of something yeah. that they don't understand just because I'm doing it, just yeah. because I'm me, yeah. that that right there really gives me a lot of energy as well. Amazing. And then my friends, I live and date with my coach. Amazing. <laughs> it's the best, not going <laughs> to lie. But I also have nothing to compare it to. And then I got two friends who I live with that are mechanics. Really, we're all just here to here in California to be outside, have fun, stay active. And then, you know, everything else just falls in line. Yeah. So my friends and the cycling community, they really, really bring me up. And when I was contemplating quitting my what I called my dream job. Mm. I was like, okay, so what's my worst case scenario here? Worst case scenario, I don't make the team ever, but I get into shape, the best shape of my life. Yeah. And I get to hang out with a bunch of cool people. Right. Like to me, there's no losing. Right. There's no reason not to try. Amen. Yeah. So cool. What about body work? How what what sort of body work body workers physio or massage do you work with that I mean like does anything ever feel dare I say off kilter for you or does one side feel more developed in certain ways than the other side oh yes for sure mostly my arms make sense so anything that connects to that I can feel in my shoulders in my back yeah my lower back my upper body minus my core just always does seem like it's waxing and waning from one side to the other. Right. So what I do to keep that in check is I found on an unexpected path, huge love for acupuncture Ah, and cupping. Yes. And I can't explain it with words, but the feelings that I get from the needles and just the environment of being relaxed. Yeah. And it, it puts me in a great mood mentally, which has my body follow physically. Yeah. And really puts me into a bigger perspective and a new perspective that I never would have gotten had I stayed with my job in westernized science. Right. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, gosh. So, you know, we're all cheering for you. We absolutely can't wait to see you at the Paralympics. And I am curious if there is another goal or two that you'd be up for sharing with us that might complement the Paralympics or have nothing to do with the Paralympics. What else is on tap for you? And it's not that the Paralympics isn't enough. I think it's just you are such a wholesome, all-rounded person. I can only imagine that there's a few other nuggets within you on tap for 2020. Oh, yeah. One recent small goal is to be able to grow anything (laughs) in my house. (laughs) Okay. 
I feel like I, so I just started growing like little starter kits of mushrooms. Okay. And so far so good. And it's great because the less I touch it, the better it flourishes. Mm. A little less is more kind of action here. Yeah. So that to me, that gives me everyday gratification. Like, oh, (laughs) I am around something that is flourishing so that like I must be helping this small plant or fungi grow. Yeah. It feels good. That's cool. And then my second goal that is also related to cycling is to share my scientific knowledge Mm. with everyone. Mm. Because I think that miscommunications happen way too often. (laughs) Right. And misinterpretations. And it's the classic facts of a facts or telephone game of information. Or it's just scientists who are not healthy themselves trying to tell other people how to be healthy. Right. So to me, like trying to share this knowledge is only going to make a better community that already makes me better. So in a way, this is how I give back as well. Amazing. That is so cool. Well, I said this when we finished our ride that you are an absolute joy to ride with and you're a joy to be around and you just can't make up this kind of positivity and enthusiasm that you have for life and you just personify it, be it on a bike or on two legs. And it's truly a blessing. It's really, really neat. So I'm grateful that 2020 kicked off with the opportunity to meet you and thank you for your time on the podcast. Our last question that we wrap every podcast that happens way too fast is what is currently making your heartbeat faster Josie my dog (laughs) your dog Uh, yeah (laughs) my dog this new lifestyle change is also a new lifestyle change for her and she keeps me in check so much when I'm feeling groggy she's like we gotta go for a walk when I'm (laughs) feeling drained she's like we gotta eat when I'm feeling sad she's like hey Let's be happy right now. What if you just pet me? Look, look at me. <laughs> so she definitely, she's a big part of my life. And I love her. Aww, that's my Dogs are love. Dogs are special. Yes, they are. <laughs> oh, Josie, we're cheering for you. You're awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. I hope you stay healthy and happy. And yeah, all the best on the road to Tokyo 2020. Thank you. And thank you again for having me on your podcast. I'm super excited to have one out there. Well, wait for it. We'll make sure to give you all the deets so you can share it. We'll spread it all over the internet. (laughs) Great. Take care.